just broke the microphones. Welcome into another episode of the Not Your Normal Podcast, brought to you by Film Cinema. Cinema for everyone. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcast. Hayden, what's going on? Not a lot, man. Thanks for joining me on such short notice. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. That's what friends are for. Exactly. I appreciate you. So, Aaron is not here on episode 201, um, and we'll we'll get into that for a minute. I have a jam-packed episode here. I, I, not the one for Aaron to miss, either. Jam-packed. I got topics, topics, topics. This weekend, this last weekend, was cram-packed, just like my uh, back door whenever Brittany gets around there. Just cram-packed. <laughs> Why do you do this? <laughs> So yeah, um, had a busy weekend. We had the uh, we had the release of Kanye's album Donda. I know you don't really care, do you? At all? I didn't know he had an album come out. It was supposed to come out like August sixth, and then it was like August fifteenth, and then it was August twenty second, and he released it uh, yesterday on Sun. Oh no, on yesterday. We're we're recording this on the thirtieth. This comes out on the thirty first. Which happy birthday to my dad. His 57th birthday, August 31st. He's 57? He doesn't look it, does he? He looks pretty good for that. Yeah, I know. I hope when I'm 57, I'm not in a wheelchair or dead. He looks good. <laughs> you can only hope to look as good as your dad. I got a hot-ass dad, <laughs> to be honest. But, now on Sunday, on the um, on the 29th, in the middle of the day, Donda released Kanye's album. See, I saw people posting, all they would say was Donda, and mm-hmm. I thought it was like a... Similar thing to the Dienda. I don't know what that is. Like, uh, people, you know, they'll say, like, the dragon thing, and I'm, like, dragging these nuts. Oh. Like, the Dienda is, like, Dienda this dick or whatever. Oh, my God. Like, don't mess with people like that. I thought it was something similar to that. Who sings that song, uh, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder? Imagine Dragons? Imagine Dragging These Balls across <laughs> Gosh. Someone at work said it to me. I said, I yeah. hate you. So I'm just going to, I don't really don't, I don't really care if this isn't going to get copyrighted written. Listen to how this album starts. Okay. It's creepy. I hope I don't have an ad. That's how the album starts. The first song. It's just saying that over and over. So, at first, there were people that were like, this is, like, ritual shit. This is, like, mm-hmm. sketchy, weird. It's actually really sad what it is. It is the, he pulled the, whatever it's called, I'm not going to even act like I'm a doctor or a <laughs> medical professional to know what it is, but when you're hooked up to a lead and it's got your your heartbeats, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the rhythm of her last heartbeats on the last like sheet. And she just had somebody say her name at, at every beat. Hmm. Yeah. And then it stopped. Like, it gets slower oh, and yeah. slower, and then it stops. Oh, and wow. then the music starts. And that's he literally had them read it as a heartbeat, as her last heartbeat. Who was the person? His, his mom, Donda. Oh. Which, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Donda and Kanye, those are weird, just different names. Have you ever met a Donda? No. You ever met a Kanye? No. I haven't either. It's very odd names. But yeah, the album starts like that. And I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I've actually really haven't listened to much. I've listened to a couple songs, but 
definitely different. Aaron loves it. Of course he does. Obviously. I like Kanye too. I like Kanye a lot, but you know, I can be honest about something. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm at, if I'm actually going to like the anything off the album. So, I also like the album Jesus is King and nobody else liked it. So, mm-hmm. just kind of your preference. But then also on Sunday, the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley super fight, the uh, prize fighter Jake Paul. Um yeah, allegedly prize mm-hmm. fighter. Um, I'll talk more with Aaron about it on the Friday episode. We'll really, really dive into it. Because you said you didn't watch it, right? Nope. I ordered the pay-per-view. $60 wow. pay-per-view. I'm dumb. I felt dumb watching it. I was like, I'm stupid. At least you got your money's worth because uh, they you, you know, fought I, for more than one round. I did. It was very, very entertaining, actually. Um, the first fight, I mean, you know who Tyson Fury is, right? Big boxer, like huge. He's like a world champion, massive dude. Yeah. His brother Tommy Fury, mm-hmm. he fought in the first fight. Very underwhelming performance, but he won. Tommy Fury did. Then the second fight was uh, a Russian dude, and then this this guy named Montana Love. He comes out wearing like a pink kilt. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was weird, but he won, and he looked good. And then there was a couple other fights in between, and then. Before Tyron and Jake, the main event, there was a championship fight between two women, um, Amanda Serrano and then um, a Hispanic boxer from Mexico. That was a good fight. And the lady that won, she has three belts. She's 41-1 and one in her career with 30... Oh, now she's 41-1-1 <laughs> with 30 knockouts. Wow. And she um, she's on a 20... Or now it's a 27-fight win streak. Like, pretty good yeah she's a beast she's fast and then you had I mean it was a good card I actually it's the first boxing card that I've bought since the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury first fight because they fought twice but that was like five years ago so I haven't bought a boxing card I haven't bought any of the Jake Paul boxing cards before um, I've just watched them on YouTube after the fact mm-hmm. and it was it was an inter- it was actually an entertaining card like, it was it was good I, I I usually don't feel like that with with UFC cards, it's like there's like two fights that were good. I thought the whole thing was very, very well produced. Um, I hate barstool sports. I'm not a huge fan of them. Which they were getting drunk on the uh, on the on the broadcast. It was very obvious. They went from their suits, and mm-hmm. one of the guys was Dave, uh, the CEO of the company or whatever it used to be Dave Portnoy or something Portnoy. like that. That dude's a douchebag. Yeah. On live television, a live broadcast, he goes, I've got 110K right here. I'm betting live tonight. I've already put 5K on Tommy Free. We know you're rich. Yeah. You don't have to tell me that you've got 110K in your pockets ready to blow. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need to know this, dumbass. <laughs> but no, when that, so during the fights, as it builds up, it's about a four hour card. You get to the end of the card where when Jake and Tyron are, first, are about to fight, and it cuts to, the, the, to Dave, whatever his name is, Dave, and then the other guy sitting next to him, they're talking. They're literally, you leave the office, you go to the bar, you walk out of the bar. That's what they looked like. Yeah. They went from wearing their suits to their coats are off. Both their ties are loosened. Their sleeves are rolled up. Uh-huh. The dude, the other dude, not Dave, the guy looked like that he had done more than drank. <laughs> because he's sitting there while Dave's talking right before they cut to the, the uh, walkouts for Tyra Lee and Jake Paul. And he's just kind of going, and you can see it in his, in his, he's shaky. He's like, and his hair looks like crap, and he's just staring off camera, just 
so drunk wow. like that's what you put on live television <laughs> but no it was it was a good event um Tyron Woodley or Tyron Woodley Jake Paul won by split decision what does split decision mean means that means two judges of the three say you won and the other one said that the other person won mm. that's not what happened which I don't know if you've heard us say this I don't know if, you, if you've ever heard this you have your judges so you've got your main table mm-hmm. and you've got your other three judges that sit on opposite sides so you know one here one here one there mm-hmm. you can sit like right now if there was a ring in between us right now we're across the table from each other and you and I watched a fight because of the movement because there's like different stuff because of the way they move when significant shots land where are they at on the in the ring you and I would watch potentially two different fights Okay. So if you and I were judging a fight, you could say, well, this person easily won. They dominated. And I can say, well, yeah, that person won, but it was a lot closer from what I saw. I don't understand how any like that one judge gave Tyron Woodley even said that he won more than two rounds. Yeah. Maybe three rounds. Maybe. Hmm. Jake Paul pretty much controlled the fight being a counter fighter. Mm-hmm. Very defensive. He let Tyron Woodley walk him down and countered the whole, the whole, the whole fight. Yeah. And... For the first time, I actually was pulling for Jake Paul because of the story of, I want to see nine more of these. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's annoying for some people, oh, the YouTuber, Jake Paul, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. The buildup to it, the I mean, even, even the Floyd and Logan, it's two people collecting a paycheck. It's nothing more. Oh, yeah. But just the banter and the buildup to it and the actual event and the, the fights before, I want to see nine or ten more of those. I don't want to see him get knocked out by Tyron Woodley in the second <laughs> round and then it's like, yeah, he can't fight. Yeah. And that's it. I want to see him be a prize fighter. I want him to make money because if he makes money, we get good content. Mm-hmm. He's a douchebag, Jake Paul. Yeah. But we get content. Right. That's kind of where I see it. That's my silver lining and. I don't want to root for the dude. Uh-huh. He's an asshole. But I do root for the guy because the more successful he is, the more entertaining content that we get and the more of these cards that I get to talk about with Aaron on the podcast. And it's easy content for me to make. Mm-hmm. Makes my job easier. <laughs> makes I mean, and like I said, it's, it's, an, it's an event. It's an evening. I could sit at home last night and play video games or just be bored. No, we had we had a fight. We went and got wings. We had pizza. We sat there. We watched the fights together. Like it was it was an entertaining evening. It was a good evening. And you know, I, like I said, I root for Jake Paul because I want him to continue to be a big prize fighter and get more uh, more fights like that. I want nine more of those. Yeah. So um, you're not really a big fight guy, though, are you? No, it's just something that doesn't really interest me. I understand. I, I get why people like it so much, but for me, just sitting there. To have to pay to watch, uh, like a sporting event kind of thing, like, mm. kind of deters me from it. Cause I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't like football or or baseball as much if I had to pay, you know, to watch sixty dollars a week. Those. No, not a weekend. It'd be more. Like but it's different where you know they don't fight every week. They're, you know, yeah. it's months between a fight yeah, or it's or whatever. Four or five months. But yeah, just I've never been into the fighting aspect. And I don't know, watching two people just Wrong punch each other kind of just doesn't do it for me, I guess. No, I, but I, mean, I can understand. see how people like it. I understand. And I, I didn't really get into the whole UFC, MMA, boxing thing until I was 19, mm-hmm. 20. And the only reason I did was because of Aaron. Yeah. So, and then also Brittany, she enjoys it as well. And so, 
it's just kind of a, a mutual thing that, you know, people that I'm friends with or that I'm, you know, family with, they enjoy. It's kind of, a, you know, and, and like I said, it, it's an event. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if, if you go back to the, the 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way up to now, some of the biggest events have been boxing events. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield and any Muhammad Ali fight. And then you got Mike Tyson and then you have... You have Roy Jones in the early 2000s. So those have always been the biggest events. Those do are not the biggest, but they always have huge draws. So there's definitely an allure around it. And I'm looking forward to other fights in the future. I actually skipped the first topic of why Aaron's not here. Mm. Did I mention it? You said he wasn't here, but you said we'd get to why he's not here. Okay, let's get to that. So, like I said, on, on the Friday episode, Aaron and I, when he's back, we'll really, really cover the whole Tyron Woodley uh Jake Paul fight. We'll get, we'll, we'll get more into that next on the on the next episode. Aaron's not here because Aaron has double pink eye. <laughs> Is it actually pink eye? No, <laughs> he thought it was pink eye. Which who are you letting fart in both eyes? <laughs> he wants to make fun of me when I had my little red spot in my eye. Brittany stands over your pillow and farts oh, in your face. <laughs> Somebody's farting all over your face. <laughs> like my God. No, so I go over, I call him this morning because we're going to record today, mm-hmm. and he's dying, coughing, hacking whenever he uh, answers the phone, and I'm right down the road, and I was like, he's like, oh, we're not going to be able to record today, and I was like, well, somebody's going to record today, he's like, I'll do it, and he's like, well, I'm sick, I'm so sick, and I was like, oh, what's wrong, and he's like, well, I thought I had pink eye, remember, and I was like, yeah, and he goes, then I thought I had double pink eye. Oh, no. He's like, now I'm coughing and I can't stop. And he said, I had like some like small infection or whatever in my eye. So I went and got eye drops and I put it in both eyes. And he goes, I found out that I'm allergic to the mint leaf that's in spearmint. And he said, and it was like one of the main ingredients in this eye drop stuff. Oh, no. He's like, so I dropped, put it in both my eyes and I'm having an allergic reaction. So in my head, I'm like, hey, you're fine. We'll, we'll, I'll come over to his house, talk him into recording. So I drove, drive over there to get the SD card for the recorder he walks out of his house he's got his white socks hat on backwards the dude looks like he rolled the biggest fattest blunt with snoop and that's all he's done for the last 14 hours the dude's eyes are swollen shut and like kind of jaundicey too oh no like he looks bad he looks kind of swollen mm-hmm. he looks like shit i told him i was like you need to go to the hospital or the mortician because one of them's coming he looks bad. He's like, yeah, I'm going to die. I was like, no, you're not. You'll be fine. No, he's going to be fine. But I don't initially know what his deal was with his eye. Like, he was having, he was kind of sick, and then his eyes got real red and itchy, one of them. And then he caused himself to have an allergic reaction. But if you saw him, I'm not kidding. He looked super, super, like, stoned because of how just swollen his eyes were. He looked like he had jaundice, and he looked like he hadn't slept in six months. Yeah. And I'm I'm talking like OJ Simpson swollen. You know what I'm picturing in my head when you like describe Aaron to me in this state? Michael Kelso off of that Sony show? No. Uh Meijin Boo from Dragon Ball Z. Big the big <laughs> pink guy, you know? Kind of. <laughs> Hold on. Let me pull this picture up. This is this is kinda of what he looked like, not to the extent. Michael Kelso swollen. So in that 70s show, Michael Kelso, he uh, drinks eggs and he's allergic to eggs. 
and he's in the back of the car and he drinks like, eggs. Yeah. I'm like, I- I've done that. Have you ever done that? Where you crack an egg into a cup, stir no. it, and drink it? I have. I saw Never Rocky do it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I almost threw up. Yeah. The, the, not the taste. When the yolk, the texture the yolk like, hit my throat, I went, oh! It's like stuck there. <laughs> like, on, like on SpongeBob, whenever Squidward gets the fork stuck in his throat, he's like, oh, oh I hate that. Oh, yeah, that's what happened. No, but they, they, they take Michael Kelso to the hospital because he's mm-hmm. allergic to eggs. He's in the back of the car. He's like, hey, guys, I feel kind of funny. Dog, okay. And they turn around, and Eric's like, oh, dear God. <laughs> this, is what, this is what Aaron looked like. Oh, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> freaking swollen to a pulp. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah, I, I, I felt bad for him, but I was like, yeah. I said, if you write your will today, you should leave your stock options to me. He's <laughs> like, okay. He just walked back inside, just a, a defeated man. Yeah. Not even a man wow. now, a boy, a defeated boy. <laughs> head down, walked inside. He was so, he's coughing and hacking, but he'll be all right, I think. But yeah, I put, Aaron has double pink eye, dot, 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 ew. <laughs> it was kind of gross, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But it wasn't pink eye. It didn't have the mucus and just like, it, it was just a allergic reaction. I've had pink eye before and it's awful. I have too. I don't, I don't remember, uh, I don't think I felt bad. But just waking up in the morning and like my eyes would be just shut and you'd have to get like a a wet towel or something and put over your eyes to to open them and it wasn't fun. What's the worst, I'm about to violate HIPAA, what's the worst medical thing that's ever like, not worse, but there's something medically that you will never forget that's happened to you or you've seen? That makes sense? When I was in sixth grade over Thanksgiving break. Me and my sister were outside playing basketball at home, and I was guarding my sister, so my back was to the goal. Oh, no. (laughs) My mom was watching us through uh, the window in the kitchen, and I was sitting there guarding her, and I was just standing there, and all of a sudden, just wham, (laughs) just on my head. The The wind blew the basketball goal over, and the rim landed on my head, but it was the part below the rim that holds the net mm-hmm. that thing hit my head and scraped down oh my and i God. had a giant gash in my head Blood everywhere and i was bleeding yep. and we we load up and we're going to the hospital and and i'm laying in there like my i'm laying my head on my mom's lap just bawling my eyes out and i was like i'm tired i want to go to sleep mm-hmm. and mom was like slapping me in the face to keep me awake and i was like yeah, i want to go to sleep but she she kept me awake and we went to the hospital and we were there for 12 hours. You got a bunch of stitches. I got staples. Oh. I got like 15 staples in my head. and How'd that feel? That hurt? I mean, they numbed it up. No. So, I mean, you just kind of felt the pressure when they pushed down on the gun. And I had staples in there for, I don't know, a week or two. And then I had to go back to get them out. And I'm assuming a concussion. I don't know. Massive blood loss. Probably. It's probably why I'm... The way you are today. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but there was there was a time for like a four-year stretch during Thanksgiving, or during the month of November for like four years straight, I had to go to the emergency room. Why? I hit my head, or well, the basketball fell mm-hmm. on my head. I broke my arm. Uh, I had to get my tonsils removed. When did you break your arm? Seventh grade. Mm. I went outside to, to feed my dog. He jumped up, like put his front paws on me. Your dog babied you. And I just fell back. <laughs> I fell backwards and just put my hand down to brace myself. Mm, yeah. And it and I didn't feel anything. Like it didn't hurt. 
like I hit the ground and I got up and I was just kind of walking around and my arm felt funny. Like it just felt like there was like a weird pressure on my arm. So I looked down at my left arm and it's got a bend in it, oh. like a U shape. Ew. And so I start freaking out. I run inside crying to my mom and she sees it. So we had to go to the emergency room and, and we get to the emergency room. Did it ever hurt? A little, like once I saw it, it started to hurt. You're like Peter Griffin. Ow, yeah. ow, ow. Once I saw it, and like when I would try to like move my hand, it would hurt. And I think I was just more like freaked out at how it looked. So we put it in a sling. We go to the hospital. We get in there and talking to the nurse. And my dad said, "Yeah, he broke his arm." And she's like, "Are you sure he broke his arm?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure he broke his Look arm." Look at it. It's in the so shape t- of it's so in the shape of a letter. So she takes she takes the sling off. She's like, "Oh yeah, it is broken." He's like, "Yeah, I know." So we had to deal with that. Then had to get my tonsils out. That was a miserable process. Yep. I've been and there. then in high school, my senior year. I watched that live. I broke my collarbone. I watched that. So I had to go to the emergency room for that. So freshman through senior year, you had a pretty tough time of it. Or about seventh grade through senior year, yeah. you had a pretty rough time. Damn. I finally was just like, for the month of November, I'm just going to sit in my house and not go outside. Have a bubble. to do anything. <laughs> I'm trying to think of if I've been to the hospital for like anything major. I mean, I was in a rollover car accident and I didn't go to the hospital. Sophomore year, I got hit in the face with a baseball. I had to go to the emergency room. <laughs> like so, off a bat? No, I was I was batting in a game. Oh. And it hit me in the face. I like messed my uh, front teeth up. Mm. I had to go to the ER and they had to like readjust them. Mm. That's why my one of my front tooth, mm-hmm. it looks like it's stained or whatever. It's like a little discolored. Yeah. That's just from the trauma. I thought you did meth or something. I wasn't sure. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. I've had that tooth. I've had two different traumas on it. My parents' insurance must have been through yeah, the roof because they, of you're, me. You're, their deductible went through the and absolute roof because of you. So the they, had to, they had to mess with my, my teeth there. Um, second grade in elementary school, we had a day where like... There was a kid I went to school with who his family owned like a bounce house business. Oh, those are cool. So one day his family just brought like a ton of these like blow up, you know, bounce houses. And I was in one of those and I was over by the edge of it, jumping up and down or whatever. And I was holding on to the net, just jumping. And somebody jumped and bumped into me. So it made me fly into the net. Somehow that tooth got caught in one of the loops of <laughs> oh the my net, God. and when I came down, it just shot straight out. So I had a tooth sticking like horizontal <laughs> to my mouth, just sticking out. Like it hurt so bad, dude. <laughs> I bet that hurt like shit. So we had to go to the like emergency dentist place or whatever, like just with my tooth sticking straight out. <laughs> you look like a like a squid billy, dude. <laughs> That may be the worst. Like that hurts so bad, and I remember getting in my mom's car and like pulling down the visor mirror. You're thing, like, oh, flip it back up, at, and there was just blood everywhere, and my tooth was sticking out. And then, then when we got to the dentist, they had to like grab it and like push it down, and, like oh. back up into the root. <sighs> that, that hurts. Hurt. Yeah. That hurts so bad. And then they had to put like a wire across so it looked like I had braces. And I've actually went to see if I could get, you know, that the staining out or, yeah. you know, the discoloration. And they're like, I mean, we could try, yeah. but like, it's basically just 
is what it is. Is what it is. I mean, I probably just have to get like a a fake tooth or whatever. A veneer. And I just don't really want to spend that kind of money on it, you know? Yeah. So. I know it does. Yeah. Let me know. I've had a few uh, <laughs> few trips to the ER in my time. Damn. I'm trying to think if I've, that's, I, I, I just can't imagine. I'm sorry I laughed at that one, but you just pull the visor around and you're like, oh, yeah. and just flip it back up. Like, yeah. nope, out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of, I mean, I had my tonsils removed when I was five or six. Five or six. That was a terrible experience for me. How old were you? Young? I was in sixth grade. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was young. We waited a long time. I would get strep throat like once a month almost. And they're like, all right, we finally got to get these things out. And it was a like when right after I woke up from the surgery, like there was just so much like mucus buildup or something. And I I was throwing up. I remember that. It was awful. Well, the worst part, this is very weird. This is one of the things I always remember when everybody's like, oh, about medical, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. what's the worst thing that's happened to you? If this is the worst thing that happens to me my entire life, I'm here for it. Like, yeah. it wasn't that bad. And since Brittany and I have been together, like, it's happened again, so it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. When I say what I'm going to say here, Beck, you're disgusting. So when I get my tonsils removed, I was like five. I think I was five. And I didn't want to sleep in my bed. So I slept in the recliner right outside my parents' room. Mm-hmm. I ate all the ice cream I wanted. It was fantastic. Yeah. But I got sick because I had like some infection or whatever because of the surgery. And so I can't take medicine. Mm-hmm. I can't drink anything. Like I can drink water and like stuff, but I can't take a medicine through my throat because it could cause more infection. I can't swallow a pill. So there's only one alternative option. Oh, no. I remember like it was yesterday because it was the first time I was probed. <laughs> I'm in my bathroom, hands on the counter, and my mother put a suppository at my little virgin five year old butt, <laughs> and I swallowed that. I swallowed that with my butt. And like I've said since, I mean, since I've been an adult, Brittany is, you know, uh-huh. she's in a way giving me suppositories. So we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but that's like the word. I'm, I can't think of anything else besides that. That was that would even traumatic. I was just like, oh, they use. There was those times where if you had like a stomach virus, they would give you those if you couldn't keep mm-hmm. medicine down. And that's, I mean, that's happened to me before mm-hmm. and it was just the it's worst. It's terrible. I hated it. it I, the first time, yeah, it was awful. It was just, and it was always like super cold. It always, I always like thought it was just like an ice, like one of those ice cubes from the fridge that just shove up your butt. <laughs> it was always so cold. I, I, I can't recall anything being that, like, braces weren't that bad. I had braces. They weren't that bad. You had braces. Right? Yeah. Weren't that bad. I didn't think they were. I got them way late. I got so them when I was just, in like fourth grade. Fourth or fifth grade. Fourth yeah, I, grade. I didn't get them until I was out of high school. Oh, really? Yeah. That sucks. Mm-hmm. I had mine like fifth grade, maybe fourth, fifth grade. They weren't that bad. Um, I still haven't got my wisdom teeth out either. Oh, God. Neither is Brittany. Dude, do that. Get them out. I need to. I mean, they haven't really caused any issues for me, but... I got mine out a long time ago. Yeah. All my crap got taken care of when I was like below 10 years old. Yeah, I wish I would have done that. I, I don't, I'm trying to think if I've ever been to the emergency room for like anything. I don't think I have. You're lucky. The only time I've ever had to go to the hospital for anything was my tonsils being removed. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever, that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I was in a rollover car accident and I didn't go to the hospital. Wow. I was fine. I walked home. Jeez. 
Like I was like, oh, I've literally, as I got out of my David's truck, I'd stayed at my grandma's and I was super tired. And I told my mom, just let me take a nap. She said, you need to come home and bring the truck right now. And I fell asleep mm. on a back road. And when I woke up, I was in the grass on the right side. And it was freezing cold because I turned the air up and the music was blaring so I could stay awake. And I overcorrected and ramped across the road and like corkscrewed in the air. So it landed on the passenger side and then I rolled off the road. It rolled three times. But nothing happened to me, which is so weird. And it was weird because I hit my head on the window and it spidered the entire driver's side window. But nothing, I didn't have a single cut or a single scrape. Wow. Yeah. And I get out of the car and I can't get the door open. I have to like kick the door open to get out because I'm upside down. And I get out, and I take two steps, and I turn around, and I look at the truck, and I was like, out loud, I was like, oh, David's going to kill me. <laughs> and I was like a mile from the house. Wow. So I just, I tried to call my mom. No one answered. Tried to call David. No one answered. Tried so to call my dad. the truck there? Yeah. I, I fleed in an accident. I didn't know what to do. I'd never, I was 16. I'd never been in a car accident before. Yeah. And I'm, I can literally see the house. So I round the corner, around in Ravenna, and I start walking down the road. And then the neighbors, I was maybe... 2,000 feet from the house, the neighbors see me, and they roll the window down, and they're like, hey, are you okay? And I said, my truck's upside down down there, my stepdad's mm-hmm. truck, it's David McCraw, and they're like, oh, we're the neighbors, we'll take you home. And they took me 2,000 feet, and then David was actually in the driveway, he'd went the other way. Oh, so wow. I went this way, he had went this way, and it was right around the corner, so you couldn't see it, where the truck was. Wow. If it had been like maybe, I don't know, maybe 500 feet farther, he'd have seen the truck upside down coming home wow yeah so that's the only thing that's ever happened to me i've been relatively not even safe i've been relatively lucky yeah so i haven't really had any issues like that but god you need to live in a bubble i do i really do (laughs) and then earlier this year i busted my finger in alabama working so i had to go to the er to get that messed with how did you do that so the ladders, they have those, you know, you have like the rope, you pull them up, mm-hmm. and it's got those little things that sit on the rungs yeah. to keep it up. Yeah. Well, I was sliding it down, and I thought I had my hand out of the way, so while I was sliding it down, one of those rungs just came right down on top of my finger Ugh. and just busted it open. And I talked to one of my friends who's a nurse, and she was saying, you're lucky that you didn't have to have emergency surgery on it could have cut your finger off no because it could have if the bone would have been exposed they would have to do surgery because like when your bone is exposed like your chances of infection are really really high so they probably would have had to do emergency surgery to like clean it out and all that so so were you like bleeding all over the place yes pretty bad you're like oh shit (laughs) well i was standing there and when it happened the the homeowner was there and he was sitting in his truck so I was just like leaning over because I have a, a rag that's on the bottom of the ladder, like a red rag, because mm-hmm. it comes out uh, further than the truck, so yeah. you have to have something. Yeah. And I was just sitting there like that's all I had, so I just like put and it on there, tell. and it was just dripping, dripping blood. And I was just standing there like squatted over with the ladder just leaned up against my shoulder, just sitting here thinking like, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> And finally, I had to get the the homeowner to come out and help me get my just lay my ladder down and and just looked at my finger and it was just like a big gash and it was just bloody. So I went over to my truck and got a bottle of water and like poured on it and like wrapped it up in a towel. Oh. And and he was real nice. Like he helped me put my ladder back up on on my ladder he rack. Outside, he goes yuck and walks back and in. 
And he was like, you know, there's a hospital just right down here if you want to go get it looked at. You know, I'll drive and you can follow me over there. So he was super nice and cool about it. And I went over there and I just had this towel wrapped around my finger. I had to walk like half a mile to the ER because I didn't know, you know, where to park. Or it was a it was a normal size hospital, but I didn't know where anything was. You know, I'm in a foreign place, basically. I don't know where anything is. And I had to park like half a mile away just with this towel wrapped around my finger, just walking in. And it really didn't hurt, which I was thankful for. But I go into the ER and there's, you know, two nurses sitting here and they basically check you in and kind of see what all's going on. Yeah. And I walk up there and I was like, can you tell me if I need stitches or not? And I start to take it out. She's like, hold on, come over here and sit down. She had to go like put gloves on and all this yeah. like other stuff. And, and, uh, I take it out. I was like, you think like, I need stitches? She's she, like, legally, I can't tell you that. She didn't want to catch hepatitis from you. She's like, yeah, let me put my gloves oh, on. Oh, just when there's blood in yeah, they have to do all kinds of stuff. She's like, legally, I can't tell you. I was like, okay, well, how long of a wait will it be if, you know, to see the doctor? Like, I can't tell you that either. Like, they can't say really anything. They're like, if we can't give you any type of medical advice because they could be liable. Yeah. You know? Mal- that, that could be malpractice or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, what I can tell you is some of these people in here have been sitting for a couple hours waiting to see, you know, doctors. And I'm like, well, I don't really have time for this. Like, I have work I need to do and... Like, I'll just go get a, a butterfly band-aid if I have to. I might bleed out by then. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But I was wearing all my work stuff, and I had my work shirt on. And uh, she was like, oh, I have that insurance company, like, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she's like, wait here, give me a couple of minutes. And she went away, and she grabbed a couple of people. Like, she, she wrapped it up. She put some gauze or whatever on there, you know. So I was just sitting there with this big, fat finger. You know, just like, I don't know what's, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And uh, I was, I waited for maybe 10 minutes and, she, you know, she told me to come back here. She, I sat in like the triage room or whatever where there's like curtains yeah. separating the, yeah. the seats. And I was there maybe two hours, you know. You skipped the line. Skipped the line, thankfully. <laughs> but one of the embarrassing parts of it was they had to do x-rays because they had to make sure like there was no debris or anything in there. Yeah, yeah. And... They bring a wheelchair over. I'm like, do I have to sit in that? Because like, I feel like that kind of pathetic. If just for my finger, I have to take a wheelchair back, you know, to the extra <laughs> room. Like, yeah, we kind of have to just in case. So I'm in this. I'm sitting in this wheelchair. They're wheelchairing me back, and there's people in the hallway, like on these hospital beds. You know, they're in way worse shape than me. And I just feel like <laughs> such a pathetic person just in the, getting wheelchaired because of my finger back. You know. And, I mean, we got it all taken care of. I was in there about two hours and, you know, was able to go back and they put a couple of stitches in. I went back to my room and worked all night. Get a bubble. I need one. <laughs> Get a damn bubble. Like I said, nothing like that's ever happened to me. And I'm some... not safe. I think I'm just lucky or durable, one of the two. Yeah. And now every time I use my ladder, I'm so terrified. Like be. I'm scarred. Good. It'll keep, it'll keep it from ever yeah. happening. Can I also tell you I almost fell off a roof? No. It was my fault. I, I imagine. Uh, sometimes it's either difficult to get my tall ladder or I just don't want to get my tall ladder down because it's just kind of a pain. So I'll do what you call a ladder pull, which here's a here's some advice. I highly recommend you not doing that. It's very, very unsafe. Yeah, I'll just get my, my tall ladder. Don't do a ladder pull. So I did a ladder pull. Which, what is this? 
So you take your a ladder that you put like, so let's say it's a two-story house, but there's like a one-story like kind of patio over mm. the front door. You'll put your small ladder up to the front. You'll hop up there. You'll pull, pull your the ladder, ladder up and, the and put it on the patio roof. That's so now, dumb. I'll only I'll only do this if it's like a really flat roof. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. So really flat roofs are it's not as bad. It's basically just like putting it on the ground. Yeah. Well, but this still. one was a little steeper. It wasn't that steep, but it had a lot of the granules on the shingles. Yeah. Were loose and and old. So I put it up there, walk up, do my stuff, and get off the ladder and get on the second story. But it's not till I'm coming down. I take one step off and I kind of put bounce a little pressure on it, and it doesn't go anywhere. So I turn around, put both my feet on, and right when I put both my feet on, it's like a water slide. That ladder just slides right down. Luckily, it was like six feet between <laughs> the second and the first, so I was able to just like basically just. Not really even fall. You're like a power ranger. You just landed on your feet. Like, like it, it started to slip, and I just grabbed the gutter with my hand, <laughs> and I messed that gutter up. Like, there's a big gap. I was already paying for it anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I was already paying so, for it. So the ladder just slides down, hits that gutter, bounces over, and basically just slides right down onto the ground and just land there, like, perfect. Like For you to step down. For me to just get on the ladder and go down. But the homeowner comes out. You know, she's like, what happened? I heard like a loud noise. I was like, oh, I just slipped. We're okay. I wasn't going to tell him what happened. <laughs> I almost died. <laughs> so I kind of just stood there for a second. I was breathing hard. I was like, okay, we're good. I didn't fall. Your life flashed before your eyes. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was pretty scary at the time. But that was, that was pretty creepy. But now even just using my tall ladder, like from the ground to the second story, like I, I'm a little worried, even if it's like in the grass and you have it like in the ground, it's not going anywhere. But like I just had that moment, like the flashback, mm-hmm. the first time I used my big ladder, I was like, "This is gonna suck way worse if this slips." But I've had some experiences, man, and it's my fault too. I told you about my dad, right? Mm-mm. When he fell, when he fell and broke his heel. Yeah. Like that actual story, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you told me about it. Oh my god! Yeah. You could see the marks on the concrete from where the ladder. Mm. slid i mean it fell forward too. it went like that yeah and he just and the way he was standing i watched the whole thing it was like one of those like a character's hanging off their life <laughs> and they fall no it's like falling backwards just looking at it. he was he was staring right into the windows of my soul Man. he hits the concrete and i thought he hit his head because he landed mm. on his back Ooh. but he landed on his foot first on the back of his on his heel first and that stopped literally all of this fall and then he fell at his head whiplash. Mm. I was like, oh my God, he just hit his head on the back of the concrete on the on the concrete. And I'm like, let me jump down. He's like, no, no, no. He raises up. He's like, oh, he's like, no, no, no. I'm okay. That luscious head of hair saved. Yeah, I think so. But then he stands up. He puts the ladder up. He kind of hobbles over, puts the ladder up, holds it for me to get down. And he had a broken heel. Mm. Had to have surgery. Just make Golly. an extra money on Christmas lights. <laughs> he spent more on on medical bills. But the way I tell the story is he fell, mm-hmm. and I'd say I did a gainer off the, you know what a gainer is, right? No. It's where you jump and do a backflip forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I jumped off, did a gainer, and then I superhero landed on the concrete, and he was crying, and I picked him up like a baby and carried him to the truck and laid him in the back seat. That's how I remember the story. Yeah. He remembers it a different way. But 
Yeah, I've had a couple of experiences. Dang. So, so don't do that when you go. I, work. I, I can tell you, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that just sounds not like a great idea. Because I mean, what happens if that falls? And not only do you hit the first story, but then you roll and roll off that roof mm-hmm. and hit the ground. That would suck. Hopefully, you land on your feet. No, I wouldn't. I'd probably land right on my face and die. Um, do you want to talk about Hurricane Ida or you want to talk about Trevor Bauer? It's up to you. Or Elon Musk. I've got three good bangers right here. I don't know anything about the Elon Musk thing. So I have a feeling. Not. I have a feeling we're going to reach two of them. Okay. I have a feeling if we fast track one of them, we can get all three. Okay. So let's start with Trevor Bauer. We'll do, we'll go sports. The last two won't be sports. I don't know anything about Trevor Bauer. I know that he like the whole thing. I know that he's involved in some like alleged domestic violence. Yeah, like punch some girl in the face. But I don't know the details, and I know you're a baseball guy, so you would most likely know more about this story than I do. So, I mean, he's a Dodgers pitcher. Yeah, there's a lot of gray area, and they just signed a signed him to a huge contract. Yeah, I, I heard that on the radio. Um, so basically, there's just like a big, a, a large gray area. And the whole thing because he's not denying any of it because there's like text between him and these women nice. of women. Uh, no, no, no. A woman. Women. There's multiple women. Yeah. He punched I multiple think. women in the face. Hold on. Just <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll shut up. Go. Just talk. I'll, I'll shut up. So he's not denying any of it, and there's text between these people. Um, these women, you know, wanted it. Uh rough you know like some pretty rough stuff apparently like oh they were wanting oh the thing is they're alleging they're alleging he went way over the line of you know what they wanted so is this like hold on like in a sexual sense yeah oh i didn't i was like rough sex okay i didn't know this they're they're claiming that it went over what they were wanting asking for yeah but he's saying everything that happened was they wanted that. So he's not denying that it, it happened. I heard he punched an unconscious woman in the face after she was already... Right, and there's pictures of these people, that the, their faces are all bruised and swollen. But he's saying that like that's what they wanted. Ew. <laughs> so that's that's the whole thing about it is, you know, are they just trying to, to get some money? Um. Or is, is it like he actually went over the line? And some people say that the, these women have no case because, you know, they asked for it. But, I mean, if if, if he's doing more than what they're asking, then yeah, that is I have rape. Some, I have some really, really, really good advice. If you have money or not, mm-hmm. if, someone punch, if someone asks you to punch them in the face, don't punch them in the face. If someone makes you angry, don't punch them in the face. Mm-hmm. The only time you fight someone is if they try to fight you first. And even if someone does try to fight you, I, in my adult life, I've never had anybody try to fight me because yeah. I don't put myself in stupid situations to get in to warrant a fight. Right. I'm never going to be in a fight in my adult life unless somebody tries to rob me or break into my home or kidnap one of my kids. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you the only can, way I'm I won't, I won't go into detail of like all the stuff that happened. You can go look it up. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty graphic. I, I I'm some fine. of the stuff that was said, done. Oh. You know. Some oh. of the acts that were made. I mean, they're pretty, pretty graphic. I won't go into them, but well, if someone besides, well, I mean, even if it's besides your spouse, just no matter how much money you have, 
I wouldn't hit someone in the face. But if you're rich, I really wouldn't hit somebody in the face. Definitely. You couldn't you couldn't antagonize me to do anything. Yeah. If I was wealthy, wealthy, I'm not touching anybody. I'm not getting sued. Yeah. I'm not saving anybody's life. I'm in Walmart, <laughs> someone chokes and I give them CPR and they sue me for sexual assault. I'm not doing that. You're yeah. just going to die. I am not helping you <laughs> at this point. That sounds cruel, but no, that that, that yeah. stuff's easily avoidable. And I get, the Dodgers put him on some uh, list, basically, where like he's just not... Like an exemption list or whatever. Yeah, he's not playing in the... I mean, he hasn't got like an official MOB suspension or anything yet because they're investigating still. Well, I heard something on the radio about by, that if by... August 31st, if something, that he would be able to play. But if not, he would not be able to play until the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers were like, we were unaware that this was the timeline. Yes, you did. Well, even the players on the Dodgers have reportedly said like they don't want him back. Well, I heard... And if you've ever seen like him on Twitter or anything, he's... Seeing a jackass. He's kind of just a, a jerk. He's a douchebag. And he's got a following of, of people like any time that someone says negative things about him or or anything like that he'll basically just get those people to attack him online and and bully them yeah so so people aren't a a huge fan of him is it kind of i don't know if you follow this page or not but is it kind of like the menaced culture you know i'm talking about the Mm -hmm. page menaced Mm -mm. instead of feminist the menaced Uh oh kind of like that i don't know just kind of a hateful group it's kind of a hateful group of people that they're just like followers of of him and they'll do anything to defend him. Basically, that's dumb. Yeah. Have your own thought. <laughs> well, if the dog, like I, I heard some people on, on on the radio talking, and this one guy said, "I would not be surprised if Trevor Bauer never plays baseball again." Definitely. Kind of the Ray Rice thing, where you just don't get it's to kind play of, ever again. Because apparently the Dodgers players don't want him back, and you're probably not going to be able to to trade him or. So he's probably a pain in the ass is. anyway if they don't want him back. Yeah, there's there's been reports that Dodgers players just weren't don't like they him. didn't like him, and then especially with all this coming out, you know. So he's a douche. Yeah, a very rich douche. Basically. Wow. Yeah. What a great story! I'm glad we talked about yeah. that. All right, let's hit Hurricane Ida real quick. We'll hit Elon Musk. We'll wrap this up. Um, so Hurricane Ida hit the Gulf Gulf Coast uh what last night yesterday afternoonish or yeah. no yesterday I say yesterday it comes out on Tuesday Sunday Sunday the 29th like that afternoonish or whatever mm-hmm. caused what was it a category 5 almost or a category 4 almost a category 5 yeah it's like a category 4 right now yeah but that could grow into a 5 mm-hmm. yeah that's bad i've heard it could reach up into Tennessee i've heard it could reach i mean you were telling me today it could reach some of these a little bit northern more northern states as well yeah, I mean it'll. It's supposed to go up Louisiana, and then kind of make its way towards Tennessee. But it's not supposed to hit like Alabama or Florida, really. But with these hurricanes, it's kind of they're hard to track because sometimes they can just do whatever they yeah, want. Yeah, move, and that's why you'll see a lot of different models of potential uh, areas they're going to hit, but. So listen to this. Today in history, well, actually, oh, what was that? Is there a link between major hurricanes and the 29th of August? I mean, it's just hurricane season. A viral meme falsely states that four hurricanes hit the United States on the 29th of August in various years, prompting spurious claims about this pattern. 
Wait, is this false? I have no idea. It's just hurricane season. Like, August and September are, are the months that where hurricanes hit the most. I was in Alabama last year when Sally hit. So I went through that hurricane. Luckily, it wasn't a very big one. But I wasn't able to work for like five days. So Hurricane Katrina hit on the 25th, made landfall in Florida as a Category 1, and then went up to a Category 5. But on the 29th, it made its second United States landfall in Louisiana. So it did hit on the 29th at one point. Gustava in 2008 um, made landfall on the 30th in Cuba. Isaac in 2012 made landfall on the 29th. Harvey it made landfall multiple days. Um the 25th, the 26th, the 26th, the 30th, and the... So, so basically, the last five major hurricanes, Katrina, Gustavo, Isaac, and Harvey, and well as Ida, have all made landfall between August 25th and November 1st, or September 1st. Mm-hmm. So like literally a, a five, like a four to five day span, maybe a seven day span, in like a week span. Yeah. Those major hurricanes have hit. Yeah. So... You, I mean, is there, is there not a way to kind of estimate like this is going to happen within this week? Yeah, I don't the twenty fifth to the first. That's a seven day, a six to seven day span. You can figure that out. Mm-hmm. I just I, I, I saw that and I wanted to read that to make sure I had it right. How long were we silent for? Not very long. Okay, because I was reading that and I was like b- completely blanked <laughs> out. I was like, oh man, I just noticed that it was probably just nothing. <laughs> just did they cut off? Did we lose yeah. audio? <laughs> No, but yeah, I, I saw that, that the August 29th has had more hurricanes have landfall than any other day. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that is weird. But, so yeah, um, I've yeah, been told, as far as my adjusting, that that's probably where I'm going. Well, it's back it's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So, you're going back to Philly I'm going tomorrow. back to Philly, yeah. Which I'm not upset about. You think there's a chance you end up in, in Louisiana? Maybe. It's possible. I don't see it happening. No, I don't want to work hurricanes anymore. I've had my fill. Is it terrible? Because I haven't worked a single thing. It's not that bad. There's just a lot of tedious stuff you have to deal with. And like when I worked Sally last year, it, it wasn't even a very big one. It was mainly just rain and wind. But there's just a lot of stuff on, like, the back end you have to deal with. Yeah. And it's... Well... It's just it's just tedious stuff, and I would much rather go work a hailstorm. A little bit easier. Yeah. A lot easier. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and you always feel bad for the families that, you know... Oh, yeah, I mean... Have homes and... Because, you, you know, you'll have to call these people to make appointments and stuff, and... You know, they really don't want to have to deal with that. They have a lot bigger things that they have to worry about. And so you have to go out there with with them, like, stressed or, you know, upset about stuff. Like, when that freeze happened in February, Mm -hmm. and I was down in Houston working, 
I went over to people's houses and they'd be crying, you know, because like their whole house is destroyed <laughs> on the inside and you just have to try to, you know, sympathize with them and do your job. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I've had a, I had a, a few where, you know, they're, the way their insurance policies were wrote, they didn't have a whole lot of coverage to the. You don't tell them that in person, though, do you? I don't. I don't have to tell them that. No, they. At least the company I work for, I'm basically just the face that goes out there, and I'm the face and the eyes. I basically just tell them what I see, and they, they take care of all of that stuff. So those people but, know what what face to. Do what Trevor Bauer did if they ever see you. Yeah, they, they'll punch they you know, directly in the face. They know the, what I look like, and they have my phone number. They'll kill you. So there's been a couple of times I'll get phone calls, and they'll be, you know, upset at me. But I mean, there's nothing that I can do. Really? You, have you guys made call you and like cuss at you? Like, yeah. What do you say? You're just like, I'm sorry. I mean, I just try to apologize and just tell them to to call the insurance provider and. You know, they'll have more information on why this is why it is. That's kind you of go. thing, you know. That's you go. I think you have a wrong number. Yeah. Can you do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It, I mean, I've had people call me from recently from stuff that I did last year. Like pissed or like happy or? Uh, some of them were upset. Some of them were just confused yeah. about some stuff. And yeah. uh, I've already <laughs> forgot about all of that, you know. And Yeah. Well, you you definitely feel for a but person that's, that's lost the their thing. entire I, home. I try to be patient with these people because a lot of these people, it's their first time to go through something like filing a claim. You know, they don't really know what all's going on. Yeah. Especially so. if you lose your entire home, like a total loss like that. Like a from Yeah, a I haven't had to deal with something like that, but... Yeah, that's tough, I mean, just Yeah, I, I feel for those people. So let's, let's hit this last topic real quick. So Elon Musk has made robots. Great. Here's the video. Have we I'm not gonna, learned anything from movies over through the years? Have you... Let me pause. I don't want this ad playing. Have you seen the movie iRobot? No. You haven't? Mm-mm. These things look very similar to those bastards. Awesome. Yeah, it's gross. And what, what Elon Musk says about the robots is... Whew, it's weird. All right, I'm going to play this video. I'll show you. The robots are coming. Oh, I just screenshot my phone. <laughs> Elon Musk unveiled the Tesla bot during the company's AI Day presentation, and he urged the public not to be worried. It's intended to um, uh, be friendly, of course, um, okay. <laughs> and uh, navigate yeah. through a world uh, built for humans and uh, eliminate dangerous, repetitive, and boring tasks. Um, we're setting it such that it is... Um, at a mechanical level, at a physical level, uh, you can run away from it, um, <laughs> and and most likely overpower it. But if Tesla Bot is doing most your likely. grocery shopping and okay. cleaning your house, then what does that mean for the people who do those jobs now? Musk says it may mean that physical work will be optional. There's five eight, 150 pound robots that apparently you can outrun, hmm. but I've seen the movie iRobot. There is a robot in there that has the ability to break the three laws of robotics. Like, you can't harm a human. You cannot allow a human to come to harm. And something else says, like, you like you can never possibly understand human life or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a robot that can break those rules in that movie. Yeah. And 
Ew, look at the picture I accidentally took. It's just of its hand. <laughs> yeah, they look like the robots off of off iRobot, kind of. So yeah, the robots are coming. Great. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's it's cool. It is. It's cool. But there's always the paradox that they grow smart enough to realize that we're more of a detriment to ourselves. The, the human race is more of a detriment to themselves and to the world than anything else mm-hmm. because of the amount of resources that we use, unrenewable resources, and the amount of damage that we do to the world and climate and all that stuff that they eventually just go, well, you know what? Their algorithm just gets smarter and smarter and smarter, and they're like, you know what? They're not good for the earth, and they just wipe our asses out, and then we live mm-hmm. in a, the people remaining live in a robot world. <laughs> Well, have you seen the video of, of the <sighs> like. company who had the two robots that were talking to each other, and then they started talking in their own language? So I had to like shut them down. <laughs> what? They weren't, they weren't like programmed or whatever to and, do this, and they, they learned. And then they started like talking in their own language. Two robots talking to each other. Hold on. Facebook robots shut down after they talk to each other in language. Fact check. Facebook robots weren't shut down for for creating language. Hold on. It's hard to escape. Oh, let me see this claim. Okay. Alice and Bob were negotiation chatbots. Computer programs that mimic human conversation through text. What's the claim? Facebook didn't shut down bots. The post claim that Facebook shut down Alice and Bob for creating their own language is also misleading. I heard there was some type of like tech issue and then they started like going by that or something like that. During the process, the bots formed a derived shorthand that allowed them to communicate faster. This is a common phenomenon observed among AIs. But this happened in 2017, not recently, and Facebook didn't shut down the bots. The researchers simply directed them to prioritize correct English usage. So they, this is saying they did create their own language. Wow. But they had to change their setting, like their, their algorithm where they mm-hmm. only spoke English. Oh, my God. But still. Ew. Creepy Facebook bots talk to each other in a secret language? That's actually kind of real. Oh. A little creepy. So they got smart enough. They evolved enough so quickly that, hey, these people are listening. Mm-hmm. Let's, <laughs> let's do Morse code, but so quickly that they can't even tell. Oh, my God. And you want to put those things in people's homes that most people can overpower. Like you have an old lady. You show up in her house, and the robot's just standing over her going, ha, 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 like ha, What if you show ha. up to a house for an inspection, and a robot answers the door? Hello there. And just, <laughs> Kyler Durham. I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's facial recognition. I'd be like, hi. I would leave. <laughs> would you like a cup of coffee? And it just pours a pot of coffee on me standing there. Uh, I'm telling you, watch the movie I Robot with, with Will Smith. I don't know, man. That kind of stuff just creep, freaks it's good. me out. It's a good movie. It's like a very good movie. The post-apocalyptic movies and stuff, I can't watch those because it just Why? makes me think, like, what if that actually, something like that happened? And I just, like, think about it. And I, I don't know. I'm weird like that. You're a human match? No. Very good. Like zombie movies? I, I can't watch zombie movies. No. Real fast. I have to read this to you and then we'll wrap up. There is an Amazon Amazon Terms of Use 4210. Let me find it. Universal Terms. Holy crap, this is a lot. I don't. I hope I can find it. Right, Forty. 
It's 42.10 or 42.9. Hold on. This is in the Amazon Terms of Agreements, okay? Okay. This is section 42, subsection 10. Except this is in the Terms of Agreement of Amazon. I'm literally on aws.amazon.com. Acceptable use, safety critical systems. Your use of the lumberyard materials must comply with the AWS acceptable use policy. The lumberyard materials are not intended for use with life critical or safety critical systems, such as an operation of medical equipment, automated transportation systems, autonomous vehicles, aircrafts or air traffic control, nuclear facilities, manned spacecraft, or military use in connection with live combat. However... This restriction will not apply in the event of the occurrence certified by the United States Center for Disease Control or successor body of a widespread viral infection transmitted via bites or contact with bodily fluids that cause human corpses to reanimate and seek to consume living flesh, blood, brain or nerve tissue, and is likely to result in the fall of organized civilization. Great. There's a clause in Amazon about when you can use, if a zombie uprise happens, you can use their things as weapons wow look it up awesome 4210 on amazon terms and agreement then it talks about termination right after that oh isn't that great yeah it's that makes me feel really good taking zombie apocalypse serious in tnc's claws oh isn't that gross yeah that's in the terms of agreement of an amazon product Basically, don't use it as a weapon or like for any military or medical stuff. But if a zombie apocalypse happens, you can use it. Yeah, if a zombie apocalypse happens, I probably won't be too worried about breaking laws, terms, or, terms, and your terms, your terms of service. <laughs> you know, they have to cover all their bases. I guess oh, yeah. it makes sense. Not really. <laughs> I said it makes sense to put zombie clauses. All right, I ignore a lot of stuff like that. I go by the uh, phrase, ignorance is bliss. I agree with that. But also, knowledge is power. That's true. I'm fine with being a happy moron. If I think it's not happening, and makes me feel better. So, I'm going to be very happy with one day I don't know anything, and there's just a bright light. And I go, hey, look, the -hmm. sun's really bright, and then it just goes, and wipes me out, and it's a huge nuke, and I have no clue. Mm -hmm. I'll be fine with that. Rather than hiding in a bunker. Yeah. And then literally being in a Fallout game. Mm Mm-hmm. So... All right, you can find me on Snapchat, CowDurham21. Go to patreon.com slash NYMP. Um, Aaron will be back on the Friday episode unless he continues to have double pink eye. Mr. Hayden, where can all the single women and men out there find you if they're looking for friendship and acceptance? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, HaydenJ452. If you phone want number? to reach out there. Uh, no phone number. Snap. No, I don't know how to use it. Okay. I literally put my snap just because I used to put stuff on my story and I don't anymore. Uh Don't know why I put my Snapchat out there. I probably don't need to. All right. Well, you got anything? Mm, No. No? Really? Well, have fun in Philly. Be safe. I'll do my best. And if you see a uh, robot that's face is red, Uh that means they've been activated to kill and you better run. I'll probably just run straight to them and just get it done with so I don't have to worry about it. (laughs) All right. (laughs)